The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Fully Vaccinated Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And as you know by now, when the episode number ends in a zero or five, we'll be serving, tasting, and comparing some delicious whiskey cocktails. But this time, we're doing something a bit more exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Longtime listeners will recall that we named our very first cocktail episode, episode five, Cocktail Combat with the K, like the classic video game Mortal Kombat, in which we made and compared the old-fashioned, the Manhattan, and the Boulevardier. But that was more of an elaborate tasting than any actual contest. So today, we're doubling down on that idea and staging a bona fide cooking show competition-style face-off between not only me and Ed, but also our co-host on that initial cocktail episode, Gabe, the Whiskey Sherpa. Hello. <laughs> and best of all, serving as cocktail judge, jury, and executioner, the one, the only, master mixologist, Anders. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Oh, damn. No, no pressure. We are not worthy. Little no Dante's pressure. Inferno going on there. <laughs> Jesus, going back to my English major days, having flashbacks. Oh my God, so uh, highbrow today for, yeah. for what's going to be nothing but locker room humor in about five minutes. Right. So get out your coolest cocktail glasses, belly up to the bar, and maybe have that activated charcoal ready just in case of <laughs> accidental poisoning, because this is Cocktail Combat. <laughs> And now Ed's here to tell us how it's all going to work. Right. So what we're going to be doing here is we're all going to do our version of the old fashioned and let Anders critique and taste it. He'll tell us how he's going to do that. Then we're going to go to the Manhattan, the other classic one that we talked about on episode five. And then for the third entry of the day, we're each going to pull out a surprise wildcard cocktail to mm -hmm. try to catch Andre's eye in admiration <laughs> to take this contest home. I'm hoping that one of the winners could be featured possibly at oh, the lounge as a possibly. summer drink if it measures up. So there's always that graduation prize mm -hmm. if we can impress the Lord of the Lounge, <laughs> the principal, the judge and jury, the executioner, <laughs> Anders. I will feature the winning cocktail as oh. a... Summer nice. drink. Wow. Awesome. A lot of faith in <laughs> A lot of pressure. Holy <laughs> shit. <clears throat> so, Anders, uh, how are you thinking about scoring this? So, um, I have a rubric for how I will be scoring the drinks. Uh, everything will be scored out of 10 and have a multiplier based on its importance. Okay. So, for the palette, there'll be a 
four times the multiplier. Okay. For the nose, there will be a three. Presentation will have a two. And there's an X factor for a one. Gotcha. Totaling 800 points. Gotcha. Anders has also prepared a quizgy in which I will participate for the very first time. <laughs> perhaps the last. And perhaps <laughs> the last. When you start looking at it, there's a lot of variations to old fashions of Manhattans that you oh, don't even realize. Countless, countless. And then when you start looking for, well, what whiskey drinks are out there, there's hundreds. So mm-hmm. it was funny. I was halfway through planning my surprise drink and realized it was a Vucare. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I, this sounds really good and familiar. And mm, I, this is delicious. Oh, God I'm, damn it. I'm like, Anders made this for me. So that would be a bad move to give him his own drink back. Yeah. My goal is to not make any drink Anders has ever made me because right i can't make what he did to me better than what i give i to know him. it's like and telling it's, your professor he's wrong i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it honors we're not gonna no. argue with you i mean gabe might but we're not going to <laughs> gabe might i'll argue with gabe <laughs> gabe and i already had it out on a uh, facebook messenger earlier yeah we've been talking trash for yeah. literally talking two weeks trash, yeah. right it's been keeping I, I, me up at the middle of the night <laughs> i have one question did the check clear <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor okay. Uh, I'll take that for these, uh, what uh, it is. <clears throat> allegations. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna take a break. <laughs> the three of us are gonna make our old fashions, present them to Anders, come back on air, and then the competition will begin. Okay, so we're back. Ed, Gabe, and I have made our individual spins on the old-fashioned, and Anders has been uh, smelling and tasting and making notes, scribbling down in his notebook, and he said that he's going to take it in the order that we presented them to him. Gabe was first, then me, then Ed, so Gabe, what did you make? I made an (laughs) old-fashioned. Like the fucking show said, Scott. Well, I used the uh, Willits uh, Estate Rye, the the 108.8. Yeah, the family estate rye, nice. I'd used a basic old-fashioned recipe, which is, you know, simple syrup, water, bitters, uh, garnished it with a orange peel, rimmed the, the uh, glass, an orange slice, and a cherry as a garnish. Yes. All over ice. All right. All right. So, Gabe. I really enjoy the presentation of your drink. I really like the glassware, um, the <laughs> amount of ice used. I like the orange as well. Oh, you've also done, like, a bit of an orange, like, rose with a cherry. Um, Gabe is the only person who incorporated a cherry into their old fashioned, yeah. which is interesting because traditionally how I learned, I did not incorporate cherry into old fashioned, but I've since kind of brought it back into the fold with Luxardo cherry. Yeah. Uh, Gabe is also elected to put a sliver of orange in as well. I thought that was really beautiful in terms of the drink. Overall, I gave you a 6 out of 10 on the presentation. I'm judging everybody very, very harshly. Oh, about no. as critically as I would. Please um, do. Wow. I'm terrified if Gabe got a 6 out of 10. My presentation is ass. <laughs> I think I make a very pretty looking drink. So for six out of 10, I'm I'm a little taken aback just a bit. It is a very pretty looking drink. So with that, I gave a four on the nose. 
four on um, the nose. My main criticism of the drink is that there is too much orange. You use this beautiful rye in that Willet family estate rye, but it's hiding behind all of this citrus to the degree mm. where I feel like you're losing something. Mm. And I found that as a criticism as well on the palate. With that, I gave Gabe an eight overall on the X Factor. I think it's a beautiful oh. looking drink. Wow. My main you. criticism is I feel like it gets blown up by the orange. So. Okay. Overall, uh, cool. Gabe gets a 52. 52. What, what was the taste? Uh, the taste was a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. All right, so drink number two, which is drink mine. number two. Tell me a little bit more about the drink, Scott. So um, the other thing on that skewer with the oranges is a piece of candied ginger, which is the other flavor in this old-fashioned. Mm. So I started with a regular old-fashioned. I used uh, Old Overholt Bottle and Bond nice. rye, <laughs> which we discovered earlier today had a really good sweet orange flavor to mm -hmm. it. So I thought it would work really well in this. It's sort of a serendipity. I had originally wanted to use bullet rye. So I used the old overholt. I used three quarters of an ounce of ginger syrup that I created myself. Slices of ginger cooked on the stove with equal parts sugar and water. Mm -hmm. And then I used three dashes of Angostura orange bitters. And I used three dashes because I felt like the drink was very sweet. So I wanted to cut down a little bit of that sweetness. And that's why I also put it on that ice globe to melt a little water into it. And of course, the candied ginger and the orange peel garnish. Mm -hmm. And I call it the ginger orange old fashioned, otherwise known as the goof. G-O-O-F. That's <laughs> an amazing name. So, Scott, first in terms of the presentation, I gave you a 7 out of 10, and especially with slivers of Karakara oranges and the ginger uh, as well, and the pick. Um, I also give you a 7 out of 10 in terms of the nose as well. Wow, thank you. I really like that addition of ginger, kind of gives like a little bit of a pop. I gave you a 6 out of 10 on the palate overall. Okay. Uh, I still feel like it's a bit too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was my fear. I actually think, based on the amount of alkalinity, I would have gone with one dash of Angostura and a couple of dashes of orange bitters as well. Okay. Um, this also too much a, orange. Yeah, there's also a little bit too much orange in yeah. this one as well. Yeah. Uh, your X Factor was a 7 out of 10. Uh, so overall, you have a 66. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Master Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> All right, Ed's up next. Paper towel, please. Oh, yeah, so Ed cut himself. <laughs> when I was making the drink, slicing a uh, lemon peel for the garnish, mm. um, I kept going and garnished my finger with the uh, peeler. <laughs> so there's a little bit of people in there, <laughs> Anders, for you. Yeah, there <laughs> is. If Anders is a vampire, then it might help him. There. Anders is a vampire. So Ed has a bit of a coppery taste. Despite <laughs> all my rage, I'm still just, just Nicholas Cage. What? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Let's circle over to Ed's drink. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, Master Anders, what I did for my old fashioned was <laughs> I uh, used two and a half ounces of the Pikesville 110 proof straight rye from uh, Heaven Hill, half an ounce of the St. Germain elderflower liqueur, two to three dashes of um, Picard bitters. Peshards. Peshards. Yeah, you know I'm not going to say it right. <laughs> and then the, uh, the ever costly strip of lemon zest for garnish. Mm. Put them into a shaker on ice. One or two drops of lemon juice, actually, in it without ice because I didn't want to water it down. So, Ed, my friend, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I thought about your drink. I loved it. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> 
In terms of presentation, I give you a seven. I really like the simplicity. I gave you some points off for not using ice, but I think it still works. Uh, I feel like with the lemon peel, you could have actually just cut the lemon peel a little bit more thinly. There's a little bit of pith on here, like the white part of the- uh, Anders is pithed uh, off. Lemon, uh, <laughs> so it's got this really intriguing shape, but it also like kind of overtakes the drink a little bit. Okay. I want to um, make a recommendation for a garnish. Mm. Just a wedge of grapefruit. I'm getting critiqued right now. You can't, I'm, no, I'm just saying. All right, well- Wait, totally, that, I, I, mean, I have you know, stressful. Oh, you're saying for this drink? For add, this drink? Oh, in the future? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take that I under advisement. Actually, I thought you meant in general, like grapefruit would be great. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like for, no. for your drink in actually, particular. Oh, okay. I, I agree with Scott. Um, so, um, see, Ed. <laughs> my my secret technique for making grapefruit flavor without using grapefruit: you have two of the four ingredients in there. Yeah, and, yeah. That, that um, really tastes like that. Actually, two or three of them, and then one of them you don't like. So we'll leave that. Oh, Campari. So the nose was a little bit bare. Um, mm. I think that's mostly because of the Peychaud's bitters. So I gave you a six for the nose. For the palate, actually, I give you an eight. Ooh, um, nice. And lastly, for the X Factor, I a two, also, sorry. <laughs> I give you an eight as well. Oh, damn it. Wow. So as of right now, Ed is in the lead with a 72. Mm, Scott, you have a 66. And right. Gabe, you have a 52. This is like a quiz key where I'm going to win the first round. And then this avalanche <laughs> is going to take me on. <laughs> and remember, I'm doing this while I'm losing blood. I'm lo getting weaker by the moment. And my finger is still bleeding. <laughs> I liked all three of these drinks. I think they all had a little bit different taste to them. They all had a little tweak. Yeah. Ed's, uh, yeah, you used a little bit of lemon, and it, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it was too much. It brought a different taste to it, but, uh, you know, maybe the suggestion yeah. of, a, of a grapefruit. Yeah, uh, the elderflower is very sweet, Gabe. I was trying to just yeah. get a drop or two or something to counter it to yeah. make it go, oh, okay, there's mm -hmm. something else going on. Mm -hmm. In terms of some criticisms, it is a little bit lighter bodied, similar to Gabe's as well. It's also a little bit boozy. It's With one, the extra half an ounce, Ed's, just in terms of working at the local, I rarely do a drink with two and a half because then I have to deal with two and a half ounces of drunk people and that's what right. I engage and deal with. A good part of making drinks, you have to understand your audience. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. Although um, I think Ed was understanding his audience because his audience was him. <laughs> so he likes no, really boozy cocktails. I know, I, I know yeah. audiences of mine high-proof cocktails either. So I don't either, but yeah, it's, it's a tricky balance, you know? So I, I think this is a really elegant like drink for this time of year. I, I think all of them are actually in their own way. I really like floral notes with this along with the rye as well. Mm. We all use rye. Yes, you all use rye. Yeah. So good on you for that. Knowing yeah. your audience. Um, <laughs> um, I really like the ginger. I actually had a whiskey drink with elderflower, ginger, and and rye. Make an infinity bottle uh, of mine and Ed's. I thought, no, I did <laughs> thought, ago. Scott, that you, um, your ginger would have been a nice addition to mine. Yeah. I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just stop so, drinking all of these. Yeah. I know. <laughs> They're all right, so you have, good. You have six more drinks to taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good problem to have. So before we break and do the next drink, we're going to have a round of whiskey, which Anders has prepared. So, Anders. For this uh, game of Quizki, the questions will be based around bar, bartender, and cocktail knowledge. Like most Quizki's, three rounds with one final question. Uh, the All first right. round will have five questions. The second round will have five questions. The last will have three. 
Right. And then there will be one final open-ended question where you have the opportunity to bet all of your points to find the winner. In terms of the point breakdown, the first person to buzz in and answer correctly will have or 100, then 200, and then 300 points. Second person, if they get that correct, will be 50, 100, and 150. And then the third person will have plus or minus 25, 50, and 75. There right. we go. Right. So, round one. Mm. Question one. In the Savoie cocktail book, there is a measurement used in terms of mixing drinks that is one gill. How much is one gill? Is it A, one and a half ounces, B, two ounces, C, three ounces, or D, four ounces? Ed. One one and a half ounces? It's incorrect. I've got. B, two ounces. Two ounces is incorrect. Oh fuck me! I'll go. Uh, I'll go see. Three ounces is incorrect. Oh <laughs> damn! So what is the ounce then? What is it? D four ounces. Oh, it is wow! Eight. It is a quarter of a pint. It's a hell of a drink. They drink for real back then. You had to be a man. Yeah, yeah. I, that sounds like half yeah, Ed's drink. I should have yeah. got that. <laughs> Ed, Ed has two gills. Give me so, two gills. <laughs> question two. Several of the cocktail bars and speakeasies in the lower Manhattan area have business fronts in order to hide what they truly are inside. Mm. One of these bars is the famous employees only from the documentary, Hey Bartender. Mm. These are hard. the front of employees only? Is it A, a hot dog stand, B, a massage parlor, C, a fortune teller, or D, a telephone? Ed? C. Fortune teller. C is correct. Oh, oh. C is correct. Nice. Damn. The best part is I'm 125 over Gabe. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Question three. Mm. Which of these rye whiskeys was popularized by the resurgence of New York City cocktail bars? Was mm. it A, Bullet Rye, B, Rittenhouse Rye, C, Wild Turkey 101 Rye, or D, Old Overholt? Scott. D, Old Overholt. Old Overholt is incorrect. Oh, damn it. Ed. B. Rittenhouse Rye. B is correct. Oh, motherfucker. Question four. Absinthe has certain accoutrements, such Mm. as spoons and fountains. Yes. Uh, What is the proper name for these absinthe accoutrements? Is it A, absintheana, B, absintheware, C, absinthium, D, absinthalary? Gabe. Uh, D. Absinthe Larry is incorrect. Oh. oh. Ed. B. Absinthe Ware is incorrect. Oh. Scott. I'll go with A. Absintheana. Absintheana is correct. Yay. I get oh, 25. That's on the board. Pull it out of your ass. Woo. I yeah, like, the other one sounded like a periodic table of yeah, the elements. And Cynthia, I, I made all of the other ones up. You did right. so well, dude. You did so well. Yeah, it's good. Right. I thought your answer was it, though. Yeah, I did too. It it sounded good. If I I was first, that's what I was going to pick. All right. Last question. Question number five. The Hemingway daiquiri owes its name to the inventor, Ernest Hemingway, who created the drink after realizing that he was pre-diabetic. It adds both grapefruit juice and substitutes the simple syrup for one ingredient. Is it A, orange juice, B, maraschino liqueur, C, triple sec, or D, none of the above? Scott. Triple sec. C. 
Triple sec is incorrect. Damn it! Gabe. I'm going to go maraschino. Maraschino is correct. Oh! Boom. Gabe gets a 50. So give us the scores after round one. We've got leading the pack is Ed with 150, followed by Ty at 25 between Gabe and Scott. Right. Oh, baby. Right. So that's, that's what just, I have just to do. All right. keeping Ed confident. So as soon as Gabe gets one right next round, I'm, I'm losing to him. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Right. Are you going to come over and bleed on me? So the, Bleed uh, on me <laughs> when you're, you're not strong and I'll, I'll be your friend. friend. Oh, God. So I'm not getting about that. I just changed my mind. Okay, so let's take a break. We're going to make our Manhattans, and then Andres is going to come back and uh, see if anybody can win that round. I did happen to win the old-fashioned round. Oh, man, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manhattan time. So we are back. We have made the Manhattans, and Anders, once again, is busy smelling, tasting, comparing, judging, executioning. Tearing down, building up. Going, what the fuck did they do? Trying not to rip our hearts out too painfully. <laughs> right, right. Trying to be nice, because we're all friends here. For now. So the fisticuffs begin. Yeah. I have to tell I'm stunned by how tremendously different all three expressions of event of this Manhattan. Absolutely. They are completely different. Th- they don't taste like the same drink at no. all. It really speaks to either how far off course we are or how diverse <laughs> you can be when you approach cocktails. Sure, sure. So, Andres, are we doing the same thing? The first person who handed it in is first, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Uh, this order will be Scott followed by Gabe and then Ed. All right, so mine, just to describe mm-hmm. what it was, my uh, Frankenstein Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to hear fuck. what you did, because yours doesn't look like any Manhattan I've ever seen. So I had a theme for the drinks for tonight for myself. The thing that I enjoy most in food and in drink is spiciness. Mm. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of rye, but I'm also a big fan of spicy foods. So the first one had ginger in it, which is a very unique citrusy spice flavor. The second drink, I incorporated a warmer spice, cinnamon, something that I really enjoy. So once again, I made a cinnamon syrup, uh, two ounces of bullet rye. Bullet rye is my go-to whiskey for making Manhattans. Cokey Torino, I have a half an ounce of Cokey Torino in there. My new go-to vermouth for Manhattans, uh, the cinnamon syrup, as I said, I poured it into a glass that had an absinthe rinse. Mm -hmm. I dipped the rim in absinthe and then dipped it in cinnamon sugar and served it up in a martini glass that's the taste i couldn't get the yeah. the absence on the rim is what i was couldn't figure out what right. the hell i was de- dealing with okay right yeah that that was very distinctive i couldn't place it either it was putting me in the mind of like a christmasy uh cinnamon yeah sugar yeah um it put me in a holiday mood. Yeah, and the absinthe was because well, Andres was here. The four of us actually were here doing the uh, deep dive, yeah. and the absinthe was a part of the original Manhattan. So mm-hmm. that was I wanted to definitely have absinthe in there. The cinnamon was just a spin on it. So I'm calling this the absin-minded professor. Oh, wow, there you go. <laughs> hey yo, 
<laughs> but Manhattan, right? You have to end It's that. a Manhattan, yes. So it's an absent minded professor. Manhattan. He's at NYU. Yeah, that, that absence really uh, it really brings a little something to it. It's it's really different. Thank you. Do you know during uh, exams at NYU at the library they put a net up after the fourth floor because people are known to jump? Oh wow! Yeah. That's, is that a true story? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Absence. Uh, it's a seven floor. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, so yes. Scott. Yes. I really enjoyed this Manhattan. Oh, I thought this was like a very adventurous. Take definitely a out of it was a my. Risk. You took a risk. I definitely took a risk on this. Um, that contrast between the cinnamon sugar and the absinthe really catches up in the nose, and you do get a fair amount of the bullet rye. I feel like that's a good sweet spot. I might have gone a little bit higher in proof for the whiskey, but overall, mm. uh, you still get some floral notes from the rye, but the absinthe and the cinnamon are very strong scents, and they really read through on the nose. I gave you an eight. Oh, thank you. I gave you an eight for a presentation as well. I like. The simplicity and the elegance of it. Beautiful looking Manhattan. I did dock a point for not incorporating a cherry into some mm. uh, element to it. Yeah. Um, I felt like the cherry would be a little bit sweetness and putting it in the wrong direction that I wanted it to right. go. Yeah. I agree that it might need like, a, I don't know, a lemon peel or something. Um, I couldn't decide on what kind of fruit garnish in, I wanted in to In terms put in of it. garnishing, it's really interesting because there's this phrase where people first start drinking with their eyes. And that's sometimes <laughs> true, but I think what there are certain elements of the mind that you also need to play with in terms of making drinks. Expectations, uh, both playing with them and playing to them and against them. Mm. And, you know, elements of uh, surprise. That's kind of why I didn't put a cinnamon stick in it. Because mm. I didn't want it to be obvious that you're going to be having cinnamon. I wanted to, like, to taste it and smell it and go, oh, there's cinnamon in this. I like the rim around the glass. If I was going to put this on, I would actually uh, do this as a fall drink. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah this That'd is definitely, definitely a fall drink. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely where, it's, where it leads to. Um, you have some great body on here. Yeah. Um, so I gave you an eight for the presentation, the nose and the palate, and a seven for the X Factor. So okay. we're do some math. So almost eights across the board. Mm. Wow, it's scored really well. Mm-hmm. Considering it's not really even a Manhattan in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Say shade. So Scott, you have got a seventy-nine. Oh, a seventy-nine. Ooh, high score. <laughs> so far. <laughs> True. Uh, Gabe. Gabe is next. All these are delicious. Oh, uh, the way you just said that, I'm not really <laughs> oh, no. expecting much. I also really enjoyed your Manhattan as well. Tell me about it a little bit. Well, I used the smoke wagon base expression, which is like a 92.5, and I used a uh, Cinzano sweet vermouth. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a four to about one and a half mix, a couple dashes of bitters, and the cherry is the basic maraschino, but I wanted a simple, fine Manhattan and see where we went from there. I really appreciated that. Um, I also really prefer bourbon in my Manhattans, mm. uh, as I've often said, and traditionally they're with rye. I prefer bourbon. I think it makes a little bit more sense. So thank you for giving me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabe, I gave you a seven in terms of the presentation. I also gave you a seven for the nose and I gave you an eight for the palate okay. and a seven for the X factor. So I give you a 74. Ooh, 74. Nice. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's Thank a heck you. of a jump between rounds, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You made a good Thank you, Gabe. sir. I enjoyed yours, Gabe. I did. Yeah, your, no, it was Yours very was nice. much more traditional. When I was drinking yours, I was thinking, oh, here's a Manhattan. And I honestly didn't feel that way with Scott's, but I understand Scott took a risk and took his drink in a different direction. I mean, that could appear under like a specialty menu. Mm-hmm. It kind of stands alone. You mm-hmm. made. I've never seen anything like what you made, Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was borderline poofy, but it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a little cunty, but besides that, it was really, it, it was delicious. 
No, but it's no. It's, it's a good drink. I'm just you. It's it's a drink you would enjoy like walking through a park in the fall with it's a. Nice. I love walking around with drinks in public in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I like that was a risk. <laughs> that was a risk too. So not even yeah. putting the cinnamon and combining with the absinthe and the regular Manhattan flavors that we all know and love, mm-hmm. but also that we are sitting here at the threshold of summer and that I made a fall drink. Right. But I think honestly, a Manhattan. Kind of is a full drink. It's an all year drink, but it dark flavors. Yeah. It's the dark cherry. And it's the ceasing of and life. Falling of the dead leaves. Right. And it, in yeah. my experience, my family drinks them killings. all summer long. But what's funny is it's a night drink in the summer. During the day, we drink rum drinks, we drink gin yes. and tonics, and then after dinner, we make a pitcher of Manhattans. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good, good point. Pitchers of Manhattans. Yeah. Well, Nothing wrong with pitchers of Manhattans. Four people drinking them, you got to make a lot. Okay. So, no, Ed's. All right. Yes. Really Ed. So, I've always had a problem with the way that my Manhattan finishes, so I decided to come from a completely different angle this time, and I did an orange Manhattan. I had uh, two ounces of Rossville Union. It's 112 proof. I did two ounces of that. I did about three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. I also used the Coqui Torino because it's my favorite right now. And then I added as my twist a quarter ounce of Grand Marnier liqueur. With that, I added to keep it in the orange theme, a thinly sliced orange wedge, an orange peel, and then a Luxardo cherry. All right. I also thoroughly enjoyed this drink as well. Uh, my one criticism of it is that I would actually flip the orange. You have both an orange peel and an orange slice. I would put the orange slice on top of the mm. orange peel so it's not dripping into the actual drink. So it's ah, give a little bit more orange juice to it. Keep, <laughs> um, keep, and the thumbs down behind <laughs> Otter's back. <laughs> it's like behind the teacher's back. Thumbs down. Children, suck children, that shade. Children, behave. No, I have to, <laughs> the master is speaking. It's so accurate because I was feeling like a fish out of water i didn't know which mm. one would do more damage to the cocktail as far mm. as whether the peel would be more orangey or the orange so right 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 this is where we learn you yeah, know? yeah yeah uh, be bold this yeah. is a good manhattan so it's a good balance of the orange it's not overpowering you can still get the booze i think that makes sense with the selection of the rossville yeah you still get all of the components and nothing's getting washed out I will say my original was going to be Old Ezra, number seven, and it was coming up a little too sweet for me because of Grand Marnier, which okay. is why I switched to rye on Friday uh, when I was uh. practicing. The Rossville is a very dry finishing. Yes. Um, the, dry. the dry finish plus the Grand Marnier is a good, is a good yeah. balance between yeah. the two. Yeah, it's, yeah. A it's, an, it's a nice balance. It really is. The, the Grand Marnier really... Uh, settles it into like a comfortable feel in your mouth yeah the first time i did it gave i used too much you know because that's how my nature is and then i really and that's the thing i think what people don't understand about cocktails proportion is fucking everything oh everything absolutely sure. like yeah. when i cut that back to just under a quarter not even quarter ounce just under a quarter ounce it was i felt a perfect balance this for you does taste like how i know that you like your drinks honestly for me this is too sweet Mm-hmm. This is just sweet for me, and it's no shade on the drink itself yeah, because I, I think it's a fine Manhattan. So I think it's a particular kind of sweetness. Could be, yeah. Because yeah. yours is kind of sweet. Your Manhattan's pretty sweet it as is. well, but it's more of like a nutty sweetness, yeah. and he is more of a citrusy sweetness. So right, it's like, you know, right. what kind of sweetness would you prefer? Like nutter butters, or mm-hmm. would you prefer like like orange, slice, <laughs> orange, orange candy. sliced candies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like- We talked about that last poison. time. Yeah. And like, that's important to know, like what kind of sweetness you're going for. Mm-hmm. So um, what, how'd I do? All right, so Ed, I gave you a set. 73. Six in the X Factor, a seven in terms of presentation, a seven in terms of the nose, and eight in terms of the palate. You oh, all got okay. eights on the palate. You all made wonderfully tasty. Oh, oh, so, awesome. adding, yeah, <laughs> adding that on to the first round, uh, yeah. Gabe, your total amount of points so far is uh, 126. And Scott, you have 145. Mm-hmm. Ed, you are tied with Scott at 145. Oh, 
So yeah. that's a Wild. massive jump for no, everybody. He really rewarded Scott's risk taking. I think here he could have hated a big he risk. Could have hated it. He like, could have said that sugar has no place on a Manhattan rim. It, it shouldn't work. Right, and he could have <laughs> done that, but he saw what you were trying to go for. And you great. shot your shot, and yeah. and it worked out. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do our whiskey. Yeah, our quiz uh, uh, round two whiskey. Uh, question one. The gin and tonic mm. is maybe the first mixed drink combined together by the humble soldiers of the East India Trading Company with a combination of their rations mm. and other things that they added in. Mm. Which of these elements of the gin and tonic was not a ration? A, gin. B, tonic. C, lime, or D, none of the above. Wait, what? <laughs> Originally. Originally. So we have Siobhan Stock A. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they were all rations for them. It was D. D is incorrect. Fuck. Gabe. Gin. A is incorrect. I'm going to guess lime. Lime is correct. Yeah. How is that? They're called limeys. They give. Yes. So a bit of history. Both the gin and the tonic were uh, rations. Gin because they're English. Tonic because it has the ingredient quinine, which right. protects against That's malaria, why I knew that. So which is very I thought prominent. limes were. That's what got me wrong. However, limes are native to India. And so mm. being given two rather horribly tasting ingredients at the time, they used some local fruit in order to add another element. It's typically referred to as a mixed drink and not a cocktail, but it does have some cocktail elements from mm. the bitterness mm. and the sweetness to some degree of the quinine tonic and then also some acidity as well. Interesting. So, so there's a difference between a mixed drink and a cocktail? Yes. yes. A cocktail has a formula to it. Ah, a mixed drink does not. I see. Hmm. Okay. Jeez. Question two. Which of these phrases often found in the naming of cocktails describes a drink with a full egg? Is it A, a flip? B, a flop, C, a sour, or D, a fizz. Gabe. A, a flip. Flip is correct. Damn it! Yep. All right, question three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, circling back to our conversation earlier with the G&T, cocktails require three elements. One being a boozy base spirit, one being an element of sweetness, mm -hmm. and one being an acidic element or A, a lipid or fatty element, B, a saline or salty element, C, an alkaline or bitter element, or D, a tannic element. Scott. C, alkaline or bitter. C is correct. <sighs> How close was I to getting in there? Because that was my answer, goddammit. Uh, I knew were, that. Uh, you were second. Oh, you and your quick digits. <laughs> Damn it. Shall we continue? Yes. Absolutely. Question number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Arnold for I knew you. you guys were waiting for Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely Arnold. Cut to the top up. Um, in, <laughs> in David Wunderich's modern classic cocktail book, Imbibe, <laughs> is a salute to which historic bartender? A, Harry Craddock of the Savoy Cocktail Bar. B, Jerry Thomas, the American bartender. C, Trader Vic Victor Bergeron. Or D, Tom Collins. Scott. I'm going with B, Jerry Thomas. Yeah! 
Yes. Fuck, I couldn't get in. Will I second? God damn it. You're just grasping at straws. Uh, yes, you were second. No, Jerry Thomas is the only one I remember from my research about cocktails. You bitch. So, yes. question number five. Mm. The idiom, the real McCoy, is in mm. reference to Bill McCoy, who is a smuggler from the 20s who provided illegal liqueur during mm. Prohibition in New York City. What was Bill McCoy known for smuggling? A, whiskey from Tennessee. B, gin from Great Britain. C, whiskey from Canada. Or D, rum from the Caribbean. Gabe. I'm going to go rum. Rum is correct. <sighs> Fuck, I talked myself out of it because New York's so fucking north. <laughs> They end of round two. The scores are. I didn't I come close to getting anything right, so cunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Potty mouth. Wow. All right, Ed with one hundred and fifty. Gabe, uh, four hundred and four hundred and twenty-five overall, and Scott four fifty plus uh, twenty-five from round one. Got you. Yeah. Total four seventy-five. Nice round, Scott. Thank you, Ed. Excellent work. Stop staring uh, at me <laughs> like you want to stab my mother. Back in time before you were born. <laughs> So we're going to take a break now and set up for round three, the wild card round, in which the three of us are going to make our cocktails in front of Anders. Very frightening. We'll be right back. So we're back now to do our specialty cocktails for Anders. Mm. Uh, Gabe's going to go first, and I'm going to turn it over to him so he can take away and make his drink. I looked in the, the Mr. Boston book. I looked online for different things, and it seemed like a lot of whiskey drinks, basic variations of Manhattans or Sours. Mm-hmm. Just, just mm-hmm. nothing yeah. really was distinctive. So I found this drink in the uh, Mr. Boston book. It's called the Fox River Cocktail. What it entails is it's um, one tablespoon of cream to cacao, two ounces of blended whiskey, which I am going to tweak just a bit. I'm going to use a mix of Corsair Dark Rye, which Ooh. is we've talked about before, which has the chocolate malt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. incorporate a, a little bit of screwball in there, peanut okay. butter whiskey, just oh. to give it a little bit of a, a kick to it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a Reese's sort of thing. Going yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and with that, I got some bitters, some Hershey's dark chocolate syrup Ooh. as a to rim the glass. And along with that, I'm going to use a little bit of cinnamon powder on top of the chocolate mm. rim glass. Mm. Is it meant to be like a dessert after dinner drink? I, I think it's more, yeah, it's yeah. more of a... Uh, Breakfast, look for me. Breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast, good for you. Breakfast. It's, it's, more, it's more of a sweet drink. It's more of a sure. know, chocolate, obviously, with cinnamon. Great. But uh, the, the, the whiskey comes through. It doesn't get diminished with every other strong taste of this drink. Mm. Cool. So uh, I'm going to put it together, and you guys can talk amongst yourselves. Sure, yeah. I can't uh, wait. Please uh, continue to uh, talk about what you're doing when you do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a radio show. <laughs> well, since I'm, I'm making one for everybody, I'm right? Gonna, so I'm gonna... I mean, I can tell. What are you pouring in there? This is cream de cacao, which cacao. is a uh, mid-range chocolate taste. Mm-hmm. So that's going in. You do this all into a tall cocktail shaker. Yeah. Uh, I like that you use the dark one because they do have uh, clear cream de cacao. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Next, I'm going to put the Corsair. I need about four and a half for the three drinks. Looks like he's using a jigger. I'm getting jiggy with it. <laughs> okay. And on top of that, we're going to do about uh, about an ounce and a half of the uh, screwball. 
This is to make a little three bit of, drinks. A little bit of nutty flavor. If I can get the damn lid off. <sighs> it's all sugary coated over because I haven't touched this shit in a while. <laughs> is this the, still the same bottle we did on the short like a year and a half ago? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> With the chocolate and the cinnamon, cinnamon I'm going to put a, a piece of Hershey's Twizzlers oh, wow. as a little swizzle stick. So nice. I would like you to... Taste the rim, but also if you want to right. add a little bit to it, you can sip the drink through the licorice. Yep. Oh, and I need to throw some bitters in there. Angostura bitters. All right, now we're going to let that sit, and I'll shake it up, and then... Uh, shake it up. Let it chill. I'll get the glasses prepped, and you mm. guys will be... Uh, we'll be amazed. You'll be razzle-dazzle. I'm actually really excited yeah, to try this. actually dazzle. a hell of a drink. Yeah. Okay. A lot of work involved. In I mean, I, I love chocolate. I think the cinnamon is a nice touch. Yeah. So Gabe is making chocolate cinnamon rims right now using the chocolate syrup. Then clanging you here as he hits it on the plate. <laughs> yeah. Glass on glass. And so they look, the rims look amazing. And now he's going to uh, make the drinks. All right. I'm going to put a little uh, Hershey's licorice. Okay. Put the longer one in there. No, but like the short one in their, uh, in their mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. I believe that's everything. It's also true. I prefer the bigger chocolate. Person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So now I'm going to hand them over and uh, let the magic begin. Mm. All right. Let me ask you a question, Andres. Is this something you have uh, come across? Uh, no, it's not, actually. Oh, we have stumped the mixologist. <laughs> there was a guy who came in yesterday that was trying to stump me, and he, he failed. Yeah. By like, so he came in, ordered a penicillin, I made him one, and then he was like, well, can I have a 20th century? And then I was like, okay, sure. And then he was like, can I have a Hemingway daiquiri? And I was like, okay, sure. And then he was like, can I have a last word? No, okay, sure. And then he was surprised that his bill was at least $48. In this <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, it's a bargain. <laughs> Four high-end cocktails, yeah. yeah that's true. Okay, so you've told us about this drink, Gabe. I think it's a beautiful drink. Uh, this actually is really reminiscent of Scott's drink in the previous round, where you swung for the fences, and it actually worked out really well in mm. your favor. So for the X Factor, I gave you an eight. Mm. Mm. Uh, I was really impressed with it. I also gave you an eight for the presentation, the appearance as well. I think it's really elegant without ice in the rocks glass mm -hmm, with the mm -hmm. rim. You did an excellent job in the rim. Thank you. Uh, I think that the Twizzler is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to agree with you there. I like it. It's nostalgic. I immediately yeah. thought of this memory where like, I was sipping hot chocolate with my high school girlfriend out of a Twizzler. <laughs> That's a good association that you want to have when you're yeah, sipping on a when you're out. sipping drinks, yeah. Um, I gave you a six on the nose. The nose is a little bit loud with everything going on, which is hard to control. But in terms of the palate, I gave you a seven. It's a really good tasting drink. It's really well balanced. I think you're absolutely correct where I was really worried that it was going to get washed out with the two whiskeys that you used, both the screwball and then the dark rye, but they work really well in concert. I think you use the same ratios I would have used in the drink as well. So I was really impressed by this. Thank you. Um, maybe adding salt to the rim as well oh. as an extra ingredient might be a really fun way. That with cinnamon, so yeah. salt, chocolate. Take out the Twizzler. It'll actually give a visual pop if you use like really big flaky salt as yeah. well like on top salt. of that. Yeah. Yeah, and then like add a, a nice... briny element where it's like salted chocolate That's with peanut butter master. as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I also toyed with the idea of maybe doing half chocolate, half honey mm -hmm. uh, with the cinnamon and maybe some crushed graham crackers. Oh, that could but, also be but, an element but as well. The, but That's the, interesting. But maybe some liquid caramel. Possibly. With, with the salt. I think it'd go That's in like a, a caramel compliment. direction. But honestly, I would just like to try it as well with just like a, a salt element with the cinnamon and the chocolate. 
I think that would add like just the right touch. You can always add more. You can't take away. So I like yeah. to go one step at a time. Yeah. Um, but mm. I think this is a beautiful expression of it. Thank you. So, Thank no. you very yeah. much. Good. What was the overall score? Overall score was a 74. All right. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Master. All right. So me and Gabe going to switch places and I'm going to do my specialty drink. Yeah. All right. So I'm making a great drink for the summer called A Place in the Sun. Oh. What this will evolve for each individual drink will be an ounce of fresh lemon juice, an ounce of fresh orange juice, just squeezed by me. Okay. I'm using two ounces of barrel dovetail, which Ooh. is a very mm. complex whiskey that I think I need to hold up because the specialty of this drink is a red wine cordial that I made, which is simmered on the stove. Mm. Um, wow. Basically a bottle of Shiraz, red wine, or any other bright, juicy red wine you want to use, a cup of orange juice, two cinnamon sticks, half a cup of sweet vermouth. I used a third of a cup of grenadine and then um, put a little bit of simple syrup in it and a little bit of more citrus in it while I was simmering it on the stove for about 30 minutes. Mm. Hmm. Combined all the ingredients up. That'll be added to the cocktail after it's made. So I'm going to add in the, the juice. Notes of each. Because I'm making two drinks. Mm-hmm. A little orange and lemon. And what kind of uh, barrel spirit is that again? This is the Dovetail. Dovetail. It's one of their recurring. It's 124 proof. Wow. So you pour the drinks out, and the drink's pretty good on its own, but when you add the cordial, it really says summer to me. And how much of the cordial are you adding? Just under a quarter cup of it on top. Oh, Mm -hmm. all right. About three ounces of it. Mm. That's quite a bit. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like you need... The, um, the higher proof, right? Higher proof. Sure. Gotcha. Wow. And the nice. goal is to let the heavier yeah. red wine cordial get to the bottom. I see that. It's almost layered. Oh, that's pretty. Hmm. That's that's nice looking. It's uh, it's giving me a, like a um, sangria vibe. I was just going to say that, yeah. But more citrusy than a traditional sangria might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I can see you thinking it's a summer drink. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. Definitely. Something that you might, not that you probably should, but something you might just want to guzzle down. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. And, you know, <laughs> I bet. I also added a globe to this one because I wanted it to stay cold, but not dilute quickly. Yes. I felt like this drink will not be as good warm as it is cold. So, Ed. Here we go. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed this drink. Mm. Thank you. For the presentation, mm. I gave you an eight. Uh, I, I thought it was a very elegant presentation. For the nose, I gave it a seven. I thought it was a brilliant nose from the cordial, this cordial that you did. It's marvelous work. Thank you. Excellent work. Mm. I feel that it gets a little washed up from the citrus. Uh, but that being said, the spices still read through and it's still very present. So I really enjoyed that nose. Um, I feel that also holds over on the actual palate of the drink as well. You could taper back by like a quarter or half an ounce, depending on how the drink reads through for both the lemon and the orange juice as well. The cordial's strong enough. It doesn't need the additional citrus. You're saying? I would feature the cordial because you put so much work into it. Yeah. And give the other citrus a little bit of a back note. It can still be there and present. You don't have to take anything out, but it's really just the ratios. And what's more, I feel like it also diminishes the dovetail as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And especially when you're using something that's very high quality and complex 
you want to highlight that. I concur. Yeah. In terms of making the components, I would go dovetail and then the cordial and then the orange and then the lemon. The lemon should take a bit of a back note because the orange has some acidity as well. Right. But I really like everything that you did. I gave you a nine in terms of the X factor. In terms of the palette, I gave you a six. So overall, Ed, uh, for the A Place in the Sun, I give you a 70. Thanks, Anders. So some things that I would probably play with in terms of making this drink, I would maybe reduce the cordial, add a little bit more density to it. So it really falls kind of to the bottom and almost have it as a bottom layer. So right. it's closer to almost like a like Would a you red put wine. this in before the cocktail? Would you put this the cordial Possibly, one first? Possibly, yeah. Almost to me like a red wine reduction, something right. like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could like mm. simmer it longer, simmer more of the water out of it and make it a thicker, almost yeah. like a syrup. That's interesting. Bring, 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 the, weight, bring the weight up to yeah. it. You right. could play with the ratios of the lemon and the orange. There's something here. I, yeah. like, I am. This is a drink that I'm excited to like keep yeah. playing with on my own and try right. it again. And I encourage you to do the same. It was exciting to create and make, and I and I appreciate the opportunity. And thanks for feedback. And I think that you know I'm going to make this for people in the yeah, summer, and they're going to be like, should. "This is amazing." Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott's going to do his specialty cocktail, and Anders will have one more drink to drink and one more drink to critique. So, um, like I said, my theme throughout the night is spice. So the first cocktail was ginger, ginger mm. spice, um, not the Spice Girls, ginger spice. <laughs> um, wasn't she married to? Uh, no. No. Um, <laughs> I'll just cut that. So. Spice. My second one was cinnamon. Mm -hmm. My third one is going to be jalapeno. Because, uh, like I said, in, in my cuisine, when I like to make food, I like to make it spicy. Now, mm -hmm. I used jalapeno because it's pretty mild as spices go. Yes. Jalapeno. Uh, and I didn't want something like assault your nose and senses and everything. Right. So I chose jalapeno. I made a jalapeno syrup. <laughs> Like I made with the other syrups. You like your syrups. I did. I made so many syrups. I do too. <laughs> the whole house smelled like sweet cinnamon, ginger, jalapeno. It was great. But the whole inspiration for the drink was I wanted to go outside of my comfort zone. I looked up scotch cocktails mm. and I ran into the rusty nail, which mm -hmm. is a very simple scotch cocktail. It's just scotch yes. and drambouille. And drambouille has scotch in it, but it's yeah. also like a liqueur, spicy. Honey and spices and yeah, stuff like so that. Yeah, so like Scotland's version of their terroir, right? Yes. So I had this barrel American vatted malt that we did on our American single malt episode. So I thought, hmm, this might be an interesting substitute for the scotch. Hmm. But because it's American, I didn't want to do like a drambouille or, and there, I don't know, are there any American liqueurs? I, I don't really think I there are. I gave you some names. Oh, you could probably. I could name yeah. some names. So I started thinking about uh, the American Southwest, because this is a Western thing. It started on Oregon coast. Yes. But then I started going to South, and I know that the Santa Fe Spirits has a spirit in this particular whiskey that they mixed in their barrel people did, because they're mm. magicians down there. And so I started thinking about the cuisine of the Southwest. Mm. That's where the jalapeno came in mind. And then lime. And I'm going to have just a dash of Angostura bitters, just to cut a bit of the sweetness out. Uh, mm. There's plenty of lime juice in it, but I think it, it needs it. So basically, I have two ounces of barrel American vatted single malt. Mm -hmm. What's the proof on that? 117.5. Okay. Mm. Add some kick to it. Three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of the jalapeno syrup, mm -hmm. and a dash of Angostura bitters. I'm going to put some of the jalapeno in the shaker when I shake it. That'll mm. be nice. You, you got yeah. some seeds floating around in there? Yep, got some seeds in there. That's That'll, uh, that'll make a big difference right there. Get a couple in that drink. Hopefully they won't make it into Honor's drink. Oh, I have to shake it. I stirred it, but I actually want to shake it. Because it has lime juice in it. 
sometimes gets a little froth on it. Little head. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's a gorgeous color. Wow. Nice. And then to garnish a little bit of the jalapeno. Whatever you do, don't scratch your eye right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing but lime juice and jalapeno juice on his fingers right now. So right, I, and then the lime. I, I've been there, and I can I can concur with that. It's not pleasant. One of my regulars over at the local farms his own chilies, and he gave me some ghost peppers and scotch bonnets to play around oh. with. Ooh. That's mm. beautiful. Thank you, Scott. Uh, and I did a ghost pepper bitters. Mm. And I have on the bottle of ghost pepper bitters, wash your hands after touching your opening. Ooh. Yeah. Just for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can you can taste the jalapeno in, your, in, the, in the scent, <laughs> in the nosing. For the love of God. Wow. <laughs> did you drink it? He's every bit of a 69 to me. <laughs> I'll give you a 69. <laughs> that is way different than anything else. That's what your mother said, Trebek. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely got a Southwest kick in this thing. With the citrus. God, what would this be like with the tequila, jalapeno? bro? Mm-hmm. It would work. It would definitely work. work. Hell yeah, it would work. So when I was making it, I, I thought, um, wow, this tastes a bit like a tequila drink. Also, I wanted to say, since this was sort of an American Southwest riff on a rusty nail, I named it Clavo Axedado, which is rusty nail in Spanish. <laughs> you really went out on the limb. I did. I did. Yeah, this is definitely pair nice with a nice plate of nachos. Yeah. Fresh out of the oven with some uh, jalapeno pepper jack cheese. Yeah. Guacamole dip. Yeah. Dip my bowls in it. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if anybody's ever heard this, but there was like an internet thing going on for a while. Apparently, if you dip your balls in soy sauce, you can taste it. I know. I heard that, too. <laughs> we have soy sauce here. We, we do. Yeah, later. we got sushi. <laughs> Maybe next time. Okay. All right. All right. Here we here go. Anders has go. made so excited. his the determination. of truth. All right. I really like this drink. Mm. I like the use of the jalapeno syrup. I feel like having that balance is definitely a way that you want to go rather than both muddling, which can have some bitter notes to mm. it. I yeah. like the addition of the extra bitters as well. Uh, along with the lime, I feel like you could have gone a little bit less lime and a little bit more Angostura bitters. Oh, okay. Um, all in all, this is a lovely drink. I gave it a seven in terms of appearance. I like it in a rocks glass. I like both the jalapeno and the lime as well. If you want to get really fancy, if I was serving this, I could maybe like use some cayenne and like do mm. a candied cayenne lime, like either oh. as a float or on the rim, okay. um, to have those like spicy notes in lieu of the jalapeno. I like the use of both of them, but there's also something a little di- bit distracting about it as well. Okay, <laughs> uh, but it definitely does catch the eye, and um, it's got this beautiful sandy color when we first started sipping on it. It has a beautiful rim to it as well. It's super crushable. Like I could have like six of these and be <laughs> I know, and you might get in trouble because it's 117.5 proof. Right? My esophagus would burn out if I drank six of these. Yeah. Yeah. A glass of water on the side. It's It's ensuring that you drink a gallon of water a day. Yeah, Um, that's true. In terms of the nose, again, it reads through beautifully. Um, You have this wonderful nose. You get the citrus and the jalapeno. I gave you a seven. Um, I love that you did a four-ingredient drink, essentially. Mm. Similar to Ed. I gave you a six in terms of the palate. Mm. I think the lime is a bit too much, and okay. I want a little bit more depth there to let the barrel shine. Okay. You could do a couple more dashes of bitters and take away a quarter ounce or a half ounce of lime. Right. It'll still have that tang from the lime, but I think that would give it a little bit more depth. And I gave you a seven for the X Factor. Okay. So... All in all for this round. 
66. Damn! <laughs> Overall, between the three drinks, Gabe, you've got a 200. Scott, mm. you finished in second place with a 211. Mm-hmm. And Ed, you finished in first with a 215. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Close. That was a really tight race. Close. Like, that's fucking nothing. That's like five points between rounds, which is... Right, so it's nothing, so, so I actually won. <laughs> Well, I mean, Scott, you deserve credit for creativity. Absolutely. This last drink to me, though, did not taste like a whiskey drink. It tasted like the best tequila drink I ever had. <laughs> and had you put an aged Añejo in there, I think it would be a home run drink. <laughs> I think that the Gypsy Bar in the Borgata should feature it. And at the time you put the syrups in today, all of us did a lot of work. Yeah, Everyone yeah. did. Yeah. I am so impressed with it. You guys are so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so did Gabe win the last round? Gabe won the last round. Gabe got a 74. Uh, so that's great that uh, Gabe, I'm really proud of all of us for showing up and taking a round. That's yeah, we, we all took a different path to that last round. Yeah. And, and you, yeah. You know. yeah. And now I want to thank Anders for all his hard work and critiques tonight as we go into the last round of Quizki. Round three. <laughs> all right. So we have question one. Which of these is not the name of a type of cocktail strainer? A, tea strainer. B, julep strainer. C, Boston strainer. D, Hawthorne strainer. Gabe. C, Boston strainer. C is correct. God Ooh. damn it. That's what I was going to say. Here we go. Question Jeez. two. In his book, Liquid Intelligence, David Arnold recommends several chemistry tools for bartending. Which of these chemistry tools does he not recommend? Good. A, a refractometer. B, a Bunsen burner. C, a centrifuge. D, a rotary evaporator. <laughs> Ed. A. Refractometer is incorrect. Gabe. Uh, D. A rotary evaporator is incorrect. Oh. I don't think I want to answer. Because <laughs> if I get it wrong, then I get minus points. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to answer. No. <laughs> Strategy, I'm not answering. All right. All say right. what the answer is. Uh, so it's a Bunsen burner. Oh, um, God wow. damn it. I was going to say Bunsen burner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you done fucked up. No, I did. All right. Question number three. <sighs> the last question. The last question before our final round. Which of these bars do not have a cocktail named for them? A, the Pegu Club. B, the Clover Club. C, the Hotel Nacional. D, Jose Monteleone. Ed. A. The Pegu Club is incorrect. Gabe. B. The Clover Club is incorrect. Oh, that one was way too obvious. I knew that couldn't be it. So it's I one know. of the fucking, he made up a fucking fancy hotel. God damn it. I love that drink. Fuck. Scott. I'm going to refuse to answer again. God you are it. so weak. <laughs> I was going to pick either the Pegu or the Clover Club. I thought the other ones just sounded too legit. Yeah, yeah. And he so, had the same with a little flair to him. So, so which one? Which one was it? Uh, it is D, the Hotel Monteleone, which is it. home of the previously referenced on the podcast Carousel Bar. Oh, mm. in right. New Orleans that makes the Vucare. Correct. Damn it! All right, <laughs> final round. <laughs> <laughs> Literally did not score points since round one, like I said was going to happen. I didn't score either. Gabe scored 
300. All right. So punch Gabe in the uh, face. Gabe is in the lead with 725 overall, followed by Scott at 475 and Ed with 150. The Seminole Classic, the Savoy Cocktail book has a cavalcade of recipes. Okay. More recipes than any cocktail book I've actually read. Okay. How many oh my God. cocktail recipes does the Savoy Cocktail book have? And whoever is closest without going over. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. This is just a stab in the dart. Scott's answer is submitted. Gabe's is submitted. It could be 80 or 800. I have no idea how much it is. Who the fuck knows, really? Oh, wait, I do. Uh, (laughs) So, Ed... Ed has submitted 326 recipes. Incorrect. Scott? Scott has said 289 recipes. Mm -hmm. Which is incorrect. As we knew it would be. We're pretty close, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. impressively close. Uh, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe has submitted 2,750 recipes. Whoa. Which is incorrect. Right. What is the actual number of recipes? Uh, 750. Gabe is 2,000 over. <laughs> Precisely 2,000 over. Ed bet all his 150 points in a deft move. Right. Uh, Scott, you bet zero points. And Gabe, you bet zero points. Damn it! And Gabe is the victor for the quiz key. 725. So, compliments to Scott, Gabe, and me for our efforts today. It was a labor of love for all of us. And got it. It showed me what we could do and showed me how much we have to learn mm. about the chemistry yeah. involved in, in cocktails when you get outside your comfort zone. And uh, anybody, Gabe, anything? This was a, a great uh, amount of fun tonight. Uh, all the, the trash talking, texting we've been doing over the week. <laughs> Uh, just really, you know, taking taking low brow jabs at each other, and I've been a little overboard this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was but, in the gym but, listening to Tool. But, so. Yeah, well, we all can take each other's, you know, attempts at uh, getting under each other's skin, and right. we know it's not serious, and we all love each other. It's all good fun. I, honestly, was, this was amazing. I have a lot of work ahead of me in terms of editing, but the <laughs> fact that we were all able to come up with nine cocktails, and none yeah. of them were like, "Oh my God, what did you do here?" Like they all had something and they special, really similar. And they, they were, weren't really similar to them. I think Gabe's and my Manhattan were the most similar to, and they were completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think everybody did a absolutely marvelous job. You all knocked it out of the park. You should all be very proud of yourself. Oh, well, I'm very well, impressed with everything. Thank you, well, Master. Thank you. Enjoy making cocktails this summer. Yeah, make all and of these. <laughs> all, like all these. I mean, in the summer, the winter, the fall, we've got you all covered. Yep. Yeah. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Gabe. And I'm Anders. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Later. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, 
follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled a W S U M just to be annoying. Hey, you can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.